the simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Lynn Carson with a PhD in grain sciences. Sharing knowledge and helping you grow connections. Listening to the Baked in Science podcast. Welcome to Baked in Science. I am your host, Dr. Lynn from Bakerpedia, the world's largest technical resource for commercial bakers. Before we start, I would like to thank our friends at Alla Foods Ingredients. Would you also like less egg dependency supporting cage free? This is now possible with Nutrilac from Alla Foods Ingredients. Visit Alla. A-R-L-A foodsingredients.com today to learn more. As you may already know, navigating egg replacement can be a challenge. Here are some tips on how to do it. Today we have Nana from Arla Foods Ingredients. She is going to tell us a little bit more about egg replacement. Hi, Nana. Hello. Can you tell us a little bit more about Arla Foods Ingredients and what you do there? Yes, uh, we are a company um, focusing on uh, on whey-based ingredients. Um, we uh, have different focus areas, and one of them is, uh, of course, bakery. Um, we do other. Uh, applications as as well, but uh, today I will uh, present you for our egg replacement in the, in cakes. So, when um, working with Arla, what can customers expect from your company? Well, our ingredients are tested in our application center. We have a huge application center uh, here in Denmark, where I'm based and where our head office is. Um, and each ingredient is specifically proven in uh, the application that we, uh, that we recommend uh, the ingredient for. Great. And in which application is it possible to replace eggs or egg powder? Well, we mainly focus on uh, pound cakes or Madeira cakes. And muffins, that's uh, our, our huge strength. Uh, you can replace in, uh, in sponge cakes, in uh, cookies, and such applications as well. Okay, so for example, in pound cakes, how high up can you replace the eggs? Well, if you want, you could, could of course, uh, make 100% uh, egg-free Pancake. Um, normally, if you have a, a existing recipe, we uh, recommend up to fifty percent egg replacement, and then you can still keep your product uh, the same as your old full egg product. So, how how do you do that? Which benefits are possible? Well, first of all, there's the cost because, as you know, egg prices are fluctuating. So. Honestly, you never know uh, how the prices will be in two months, uh, whereas our whey-based ingredients are quite stable in, uh, in price. So first of, the first selling point normally is a cost reduction. Uh, then, of course, there is the storage problems. We sell powder, uh, and it 
needs to be stored at ambient temperatures uh, if you're using uh, fresh eggs or liquid eggs. Let's talk about the actual replacement. What do you use for replacing eggs? Well, of course, we use whey proteins. Uh, and then um, you, I mean, eggs are protein and it's water um, and a, a few carbohydrates. So we use what we call the ala egg uh, and that would be a whey protein. And then we use what we call a filler that could be either flour or sugar. So it's what you will find normally in your cakes. Um, and then add in water um, and depending on if you need to replace liquid eggs or powdered eggs, uh, we have uh, different ways of, uh, of, of solving uh, that issue. What is your product called? Well, uh, all our products have uh, a name called Nutrilac uh, and then we have specific uh, numbers um, for each solution fitting to like muffins or fitting to the pound cakes or if you need a high gelling protein that would have one number if you need a protein giving uh, not that high gel strength you would go for another number so so um the functionality to those bakers out there who don't really know protein functionality. Um, Neutralac is something that can provide a, a thicker gelling and viscosity property. If that's what you need, okay. that is what you can get. But we have a whole range of proteins. And of course, we specify which functionalities are required for this application. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we go and, and find the right protein for, for the right solution. Um, so if, if you're looking to replace eggs, then you would have a high gelling protein normally. Uh, and then we would go and, and find a solution that suits into the muffins. Or if it's sponge cakes, you would have some whippability uh, functionality and then you need another protein. Um, so it's suited for the application, you could say. So it sounds to me like I have to label some kind of dairy on my product. How would you label your product? It's labeled whey protein. So no E number, just uh, whey protein. Pretty clean then. That's right. So um, you said that you can replace uh, eggs in a muffin, and that seems to be a lot of um, interest out there in this particular um, area is uh, replacing eggs in muffin. How can I do that in an existing recipe? So, well, of course, we typically have a really close collaboration with our customers. Um, so depending on if they're using liquid or powdered eggs um, and how much of the eggs they are interested in replacing. I mean, some are interested in replacing maybe 20% eggs, some want 50% egg. So we, we sort of have this a la egg that we would 
go and we would say, okay, if you're using uh, powdered eggs, um, we would typically uh, go and substitute with, uh, with a certain amount of, of whey proteins in this and then um, a, a bit of extra uh, flour or sugar. Um, sometimes we need to adjust the ratio between flour and sugar a bit. Mm. Normally, we would just um, just start out by saying um, just 50-50 on the flour and sugar, mm -hmm. um, and then protein, of course. Interesting. You know, a lot of bakers forget that, right? They forget that to look at their total solutes. Yeah. And that's interesting. So if I was interested in uh, replacing about 50%, where in the process is Nutrilac added? Well, it's just added uh, together with the other dry ingredients. So, of course, depending on your process, um, you, we typically just add it together with the flour, the sugars, uh, all the dry ingredients. Um. So basically not much change then. Nope, not at all. I would use a dry egg product to replace, okay, to be replaced, okay. And um, you know how some process, you need to like fine tune or tweak the processing of it? Um, do, I need, do, do bakers need to change the time and temperature of the oven when replacing with an ingredient like Nutrilac? No, normally we don't see any, uh, any need to, uh, to change either temperature or time. It, it's um, more or less uh, easy to implement uh, and, and you can keep the settings of your oven and, and your baking time. Great. And there is actually um, quite a bit of shelf life questions that come onto our website. And um, I wanted to ask, what is the shelf life of a product being replaced by Nutrilac, and how do I need to store it? Well, of course, the the Nutrilac being a whey powder, it doesn't do anything to the microbial spoilage. Um, so, of course, you will need uh, something to to take into account all your microbial spoilage. Um, however, we've done some tests using uh, external uh, sensory uh, panels. Um, actually, we've done it quite some times now uh, on different applications, different cakes. Um, and each time we tend to see that um, they sort of rate the egg-replaced cakes being more uh, fresh. So... All these, um, like um, the the dry feeling in your mouth when they chew it, it's um, a lower dryness in uh, the egg replaced products compared to the full egg uh, products. Uh, it's also um, a bit more lumpy, um, and I mean, being the fresh cakes normally have, you know, a high lumpiness score when, when uh, they evaluate it. Uh, and then, of course, as the shelf life extends, they will be more crumbly. Uh, and, and the egg-replaced cakes seems to be more lumpy and less crumbly. Um, oh, interesting. 
Now, can Nutrilite only replace powdered eggs? No, you can also choose to um, to replace liquid eggs, but then you have to to take into account that you also need to add a bit more water. In, right. In the yeah, that would make sense. Um, then, if you would add to add water, is the better viscosity change then? No, normally we don't see any uh, change in the batter viscosity because, as I, I mentioned before, we are using a high gelling protein. Um, so the viscosity uh, is more or less unchanged, um, even in the batter. Right. And, you know, sometimes bakers use inclusions like chocolate and berries, even if there's a change in viscosity, um, this slightly will influence, you know, these things. So if I were to use Nutrilac to replace, will it influence the distribution of inclusions? No, we, uh, we do egg replacement in uh, chocolate muffins and, uh, and we've tried it with fruits as well. And, and the inclusions uh, will distribute evenly, um, even though it's egg replaced. Okay. Um, some of the... Egg replacement um, experiments I've run so far has tunnels in it, you know. Um, so what I'm concerned with is with egg replacement, will the structure and volume of the cake be the same? Sometimes we see that it could be necessary to adjust a bit on your baking powder to get use, uh, or, sorry, to get rid of, uh, of these uh, funnels. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, if we're talking pound cakes, they could have a um, tendency to, to uh, be um, a bit higher. Mm -hmm. um, but that could be adjusted by uh, the use of another baking powder or just some small adjustments adjustments sorry um to that in in your opinion um what is the typical problem like what problem do you have with one particular baking powder and what would you use to solve the issue well it all depends on the rest of the recipe i would say uh <laughs> so uh, i mean the process is so different <laughs> Exactly. So, uh, I mean, that's a really uh, tough question to answer. Um, but of course, with e each uh, customer, our technicians would have a really close collaboration uh, and they know the proteins quite well and they know um, some of the customers' recipes as well. And, and they would go in and, and try uh simply try out uh, different baking powders, finding just the right solution. So um, if I were to like do a Nutrilac replacement exercise and I find lots of funnel, I can just call you and you'll solve it like that, right? For me. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, uh, that's why we have the application center. And to be honest, we, uh, we really enjoy having this uh, close collaboration with customers because um, I mean, of course, we help customers solve their problems, but sometimes we also uh, learn a lot uh, of new things. I mean, either new ingredients or new views on, on different uh, aspects of the cake that, right. we, that, that we didn't uh, 
see because, I mean, we are really um, looking into the proteins in, uh, in the cakes and sometimes other things can change. Yeah. Change, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, a couple more questions. Uh, will the water activity and um, dry matter change when someone replaces eggs with whey proteins? No, we keep the same uh, water activity in the, in the cakes and the dry matter is also the same. I mean, the proteins are binding a lot of water. So even though we add in extra water when we replace eggs, you have to remember that eggs also contain water um, and it, it doesn't make any changes in water activity. So will the cakes taste the same then? Well... We have these uh, indications from uh, the sensory evaluations um, showing differences um, when we look at shelf life studies. But I mean, um, with regards to the egg taste, because we asked them to evaluate if they could taste uh, more or less eggs. And it turned out that uh, they couldn't detect any differences uh, in in the taste? Interesting. Yeah. Um, perhaps that's another you know session we we're gonna have all together as sensory and egg replacement. It's a whole different podcast altogether. <laughs> well, Anna, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate oh, welcoming expertise. All right. Before we go on to our next expert. Let's thank Arla Foods Ingredients for providing us with the resources to publish our egg replacement paper. It's now available at our Baker Paper section in our Baker Academy. Join our Baker Academy today for free and learn how egg replacement can easily be achieved with Neutralac from Arla Foods Ingredients. Up next, let's get Richard Charpentier's take on egg replacement as well. Hi everyone on Facebook. We are just doing something new today. I have Richard Charpentier here with me and we are going to record a podcast live and live on Facebook. So here goes. Welcome Richard. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are you Lynn? I'm good. Richard is a master baker and someone who has a ton of experience in the baking industry. So Richard, yes. where did you become a master baker? So I, by, by the way, I started, I wanted to be a baker at the age of 10. I tell it wow. true. And just looking, you know, go figure it out, you know, seeing the bakers baking in, the, in their basement. And I was like, Hmm, I want to do that. And that's uh, the way the system works in France. You have to decide at the age of 15 whether or not you continue to the proper schooling or you decide baking. And little did I know that, you know, in France, it was only a two-year apprenticeship program, and then you're stuck. I was like, well, i got to do something else now. So I continued my education. Uh, and the, the Master Baker program in France is different than the certified Master Baker program in the U.S., Oh, interesting. And um, so you became a certified master baker in France, and then you came to the U.S., correct? Yes. And then what did you do there? 
I worked in the 26 years ago. I was working in Chicago for uh, the group that was at the time Ladies Entertain You Corner Bakery, and and I oh, realized yes, Corner Bakery. Yeah, and I realized that artesian baking was very very, very small segment here in the U.S. Uh, and I I was inspired by R and D and creation, and some people were doing it, and I said, How do you do that? You know, I, I want to do something else. I said, you got to go to school. you got to get a college degree. And I said, okay. And that's when I decided to go to Kansas State. Uh, oh, great. To, what, to which, year, which year did you enter Kansas State? In 1999. Oh, okay. Or, uh, 2000 to 2003 because I prepared where I took a lot of the preliminary classes at a community college in California. Uh, and I did it in three years. Yeah, I probably just missed you. No, we, you, you were, when were you there? I, I graduated in 2002. So I was, I was there because I remember helping you with one of your work. In no way, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, no, for, 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 for real, you were, you were working on your thesis uh, and I had to, with Professor Marv Williard, uh, and he said, he said, she needs help with, I think, not acrylamide, but you were doing some work on, on buns or something and then in the lab. I don't know. I, I didn't do any bun work, but you know, that, that's ages ago. I did a lot of uh, studies into uh, sorghum grains and a lot of uh, sensory, sensory okay. textural attributes. Yeah, that's where I concentrated <laughs> from. So from Kansas State, you entered the uh, industry, right? Yep, went directly to work for Conagra Mill, and uh, I was uh, became an application scientist working with flour. So it was I spent a good six years working or seven years. I forgot. You know, time time flies uh, on the different flour and and the different regions and how learning and how they, they were fermenting uh, versus just a traditional flour. What's the difference between all purpose to cake flour? And it became fascinating to, you know, a, a little, I realized I knew about the different grains and the different wheat in the U.S. Uh, and the focus of Conagra Mills was to really create the best blend for the best application. You know, how do you make the best pizza? How do you, and it starts with the flour. So yeah, that's where I, I got a lot of knowledge working there. Plus, I got fortunate to work with all the wonderful brands that they had, you know, the Healthy Choice and Kit Cuisine. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and the biggest challenge was to create a microwavable panini sandwich and being able to get the grill mark and putting a bread in the, in the microwave. I'm like, this was, uh, it took, it took a, about two years, but we, we got it. It's no longer on the market, so... <laughs> So after that, where did you go? Uh, I went to work uh, for a company, a co-manufacturer called Sterling Foods. And Sterling Foods' uh, focus is on shelf life mm -hmm. and doing military and MR MRE rations. And I was fascinated by shelf life. Like, how can you get a bread and get it from, you know, the traditional time was what, about 12 days to three years. I'm like, why yeah. do they do it? So I, I, I stayed there two years. And from there, I went to get a job as the director of R&D for Hostess uh, the, and learn all the secrets of the Twinkies. Uh, and, you know, going from selling flour to being on the uh, finished product uh, manufacturer. So uh, I, I, do, I do want to share with our audience that um, you, you're like 
train as a master chef, a pastry chef, and then you got your formal education and then you learn a lot about flour, you learn a lot about shelf-stable foods and you you got experience as, you know, a, a cake specialist. So, you know, your specialty is across a broad array and that's usually unusual uh, to find in this field of baking talents. So kudos to you and thank you for coming thank on you. to the show because I really want to um, throw some egg questions at you today, you know. We want to uh, focus this podcast on eggs and eggs re egg replacement. Uh, so what are the different types of eggs being used today in the bakery, especially industrial bakers, industrial uh, bakeries? Industrial bakeries, you, you, you will still see people using liquid, what we call liquid fresh eggs. Uh, and the difference in order to do that, the eggs have been pasteurized, which denature some of the protein. It doesn't really change the quality, overall quality, but it's no longer the same premium quality as you would get from a fresh egg you went to get at the market to make a cake. That's one. Uh, but as a, as a, most of the manufacturers, the cake manufacturers, are going with the dried powdered eggs because it's convenient. You can store your bags in your warehouse. It has about a year shelf life. Uh, and that's sort of the most pra practical. There used to be a time where people would use the, uh, I remember the name was called Ultra Egg and it was a highly saturated with sugar egg, which you could leave your liquid eggs on the floor, on the shelf, right? Uh, yeah. On the shelf, you didn't have to refrigerate, so it was a plus. It was, a, but I'm I'm hearing that it's no longer the discontinued. Or I don't know if it's there. And I've worked with uh, on the U.S. military. We we work with a really high end egg, which was a crystallized egg, and to keep the functionalities the way they made it into crystal. But you were, I remember, it was like about twelve dollars per pound versus about three dollars and fifty with a regular powdered egg. So it was a big difference, but it was for functionality. That's wow. sort of the you know the gist of it in terms of eggs being used in the industry. As a commercial cake producer, mm -hmm. what do eggs do in my products? Well, so the, basically, you know, let's summarize the functionality of eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, overall, eggs contribute to quite a lot, you know, quite a lot of functionalities within your cakes. So, one one thing that they help you with, they help you with the, the obvious. They help you with flavor. Eggs bring a lot of flavor within cakes. They do. They bring color uh, because of the yolk. They will help you with that. They also bring uh, the browning aspect of it they help with a uh, uh, browning they help with emulsification because of the lecithin you know that I, when i came from france to the u.s i was surprised of how many emulsifiers there were to use in, in cake bakeries and all because under the eu regulations you could only use eggs you didn't have all those fancy emulsifiers back Interesting. then. Interesting. So the U.S. has a bigger toolbox of emulsifiers to use, huh? Yep, yep, yep. Interesting. Uh, so the, you know, as we all know, you know, from 
baking classes or culinary classes, you know, eggs have between the egg white as a toughener and the egg yolk as a tenderizer. So the tenderizer and toughener aspect of the eggs is another functionality. You also, eggs are being used to thicken. If you were to make a custard and use your eggs and it's going to help thicken it or sauces or, you know, a cream cream base for cakes, you, they help also with whipping the traditional meringue, you can whip it and it's going to, it's going to foam. Uh, you have also helping with aeration, which is similar to whipping, but to help entrap hair bubbles within a system and create a foaming, similar aeration and foaming. And, and uh, it helps also with crystallization and control, with freezeability. And that's another thing that with people who freeze eggs also help with that. And the last but not the least, it helps also with fortification. You know, let's not, uh, let's, let's all remember that eggs, one large egg contains about 13 essential vitamins and minerals and six grams of high quality protein. And that's why they say, you know, an egg is a complete protein. So, and, and I'm sure if you find on two other websites, people will tell you there's more to eggs, but that's sort of the gist of it for the bakery industry and the cake manufacturers. Right. We have a whole segment on, on eggs and egg replacement too. And we just published a paper on egg replacement and cakes as well. So if you want to learn more on that at bakerpedia.com. Anyway, um, there are foam cakes, there are higher ratio cakes, there are brownies, there are you know, all these kind of different cake systems. Which one is more easily replaced? Which system is, can, does it, you know, like egg replacement is done easier? Uh, from, from my personal experience, having done quite a lot of that, uh, I found that the easiest cake formulation where we could remove the eggs and replace them was in chocolate cakes. And people say, why chocolate cakes? Because cocoa powder does contain about 30% of protein and a lot of fiber. So it's gonna build your structure that the eggs, taking the eggs away, uh, uh, you know, contributed to the structure. And now you can easily remove it with egg replacers and not see a difference. Actually, we're getting better results. Oh, and uh, and more, more tender and it was helping with the shelf life, which was very interesting. interesting. So what would be the first few problems that a baker is going to see when they replace eggs in these systems? Well, the, 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 the first thing, you know, and, and I say that to everybody, part, part of changing or approaching a, a, or tackling a problem where you say we're going to remove the eggs is looking and understanding the functionality of the ingredients in your system. You can't just, just plug it in and walk away and it's done. Because when you go with high speed, you get a lot of sharing, you know, a lot of people, you know, maybe it's a d different terms where they use Oaks machine with the pins and it's, it creates high shear. And how would your basically new ingredients will react to it? What I've seen is I've seen a loss of volume. I've seen a lot of dipping in the center as well, uh, where, you know, uh, you, you get, you get sort of that knob and, and the cakes are too soft. And one of the issues is you are able to get all that is how they release moisture within the cake where, you know, some commercial lines, we're talking about 900 small cupcakes per minute. So that's high speed where uh, when, when you had at the transfer points, 
where they will flip the cakes, they were finding out that the top was becoming tacky, meaning sticky, and it would stick to the belt. And they were like, oh, my God. And the cakes were beautiful, tender. And often the, the issue, I've, I found out what I've heard when, I, when we commercialize projects to remove the eggs is people will say, the, the line workers are trying to package and say, it's softer. It's softer. So you don't get the same because you can't, personally, you cannot ever replace an egg for an egg because eggs are special. Uh, you can come very close, but you will have to adjust to you know, the, 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 the changes you will see in your product. Yeah. Some of the things that we, um, we experience uh, uh, coming from density issues in tunnels. So if somebody produces an, a, an egg replaced cake with tunnels, mm -hmm. what would you recommend to do? I would go back to, from a tunneling, I will try to understand, you know, the pH of eggs is neutral. So the first thing I would say, say let's look at your ingredient alone and, and look at your overall pH. Are you contributing to lower pH mm -hmm. or higher, or more acidic or alkaline? And that's the first thing. You know, I always go with the base that eggs are neutral. So that could be, the tunneling could be created by an early release of the leavening acid. Uh, reacting too early with uh, the baking powder or the baking soda, who knows? Who knows? But if, if that is not the issue, I would look at re looking at specialty starches and see at what temperature they gel. Because the key to the tunneling comes also for the fact that I, I look. Let's look at an egg. An egg coagulates at between 130 to 140, 45 degrees to be at full coagulation. So. It sets. Now, by replacing an ingredient, I might realize, you know what, that ingredient only coagulates, you know, by replacing with protein, coagulates at 150, 155. How do I adjust it? And it's doable by, you know, looking at the chemistry and the functionality of specialty starches, hydrocolloids, or different fibers that will compensate. That's true. That's true. Color and aroma. What can we do for color and aroma because once you remove the eggs you have a, a paler product that mm -hmm. is not as aromatic true true uh, you you can you know the the easy the easy way or the way that i've seen over the industry where people wanted to cheat on instead of doing a traditional brioche per se a traditional high egg amount and they didn't want to use that amount they would put less eggs and still get a cake they would use the yellow egg color the artificial back in the days you know you're talking 20 25 years ago it was used uh, 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 in a lot of different bakeries nowadays simple you know I've seen people use a touch of turmeric powder it's mm -hmm. a natural spice it's a natural coloring agent but you'll never get that color you get close to a richer yellow color and as far as the flavor uh during during my my work experience uh, over the years we did look at different flavors to bring the richness of an egg I haven't found one yet that I would say, wow, this is amazing. We've, we came close to, and I, I don't remember the name, but we came close to, to one. It was too expensive, and you had to refrigerate the flavor. Uh, and wow. it had to be like, you know, kept, and it, 
came close to, but that's the first thing consumers will see. They will see, well, it's not the same flavor. Interesting. They do impact a lot of flavor. Well, you know, we can talk all day about eggs, but we don't have the time. And um, what if somebody else has more egg questions? Can you help them with their product development? Yep, yep. I get, that's basically what Baking Innovation does. Uh, we help with the speed-to-market innovation. We can build the prototypes and take it all the way to uh, commercialization and how to industrialize and make a good quality product. But if they want, if they have any questions for me, the best thing to do, there is, uh, you go to Bakerpedia, there is a resource tab, you click on it, you'll find consultant. I'm part of the consultant, click on it, uh, and if you have more questions, I'm sure on the Bakerpedia there's a question tab and you can ask them, but if you go to the resource tab, you'll find it. Great. Well, thank you for um, coming on to the show today and um, sharing your knowledge on how to replace eggs. This is such a huge topic, a hot topic right now. Um, well, I pleasure. guess I'll be seeing you soon, soon in the farms as well. Thank you very much, Lynn. All right. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's do a last shout-out to our sponsor today, Arla Foods Ingredients. Would you also like less egg dependency supporting cage-free? This is now possible with Nutrilac from Arla Foods Ingredients. It's a price-stable egg substitute with similar properties to egg. Cakes keep a moister, fresher feel during shelf life, and the crumb is less fragile and more resilient. Now, baking high-quality cakes with less egg is not only possible, but it's also a business proposition that consumers will enjoy. Visit ArlaFoodsIngredients.com to learn more. Well, that's all for today, folks. I hope this podcast helps break up your day through COVID-19 and our citywide shutdowns. Before I end, I want to thank our sponsor, Balcam. Thank you. Your continued sponsorship have made Bakerpedia available for all bakers out there. Find out more about our sponsors like Balcam and Arla Foods Ingredients on our sponsor showcase on Bakerpedia.com. Lastly, please like, comment, and subscribe to Baked in Science. Till the next time, bakers, keep baking excellently. Got it? Excellent. EGG. Bye.